In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O Heavenly King, Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who art in all places, fillest all things, the treasury of good things, the giver of life. Come dwell in us, cleanse us from every stain, and save our souls, O gracious Lord. The prayer we pray, the beginning of all the Trisagian prayers we put on hold through a Paschal season and up to this day. So we, when we come back to it, it's kind of fresh to us. Um, the day we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit and ask to be renewed, the Spirit renewed in us, blessing us with his gift of his, the gift of his presence. So we come always to this day of Pentecost, one celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit, but asking the Holy Spirit to renew in us this, the gifts he's given to us, that uh, we want to be um, lifted up, we want to be uh, encouraged, want to be given that enthusiasm, that ingodiveness that the Spirit is for us. So um, let's take a look at a couple of uh, scriptures and uh, important pieces, I think, in uh, the understanding of this. First, we hear that uh, to receive the Holy Spirit, we need to be prepared. These words from uh, St. John uh, chapter 14, verse 15. Um, if you love me, Keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide in, with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So the Spirit of truth comes to us in the keeping of the commandments of Christ. The commandments are boiled down for us in two things. One, love God and love neighbor. We see the importance of this. The words of life are given to us by the Holy Scriptures and contained in the life of the church's community for these 2,000 years. They help us to love God, to care for ourselves, and to love our neighbor. And this help comes to us from the Holy Spirit. I want to share with you one thing. I remember uh, Elder Pavlos was with us for a while, and he shared uh, about asceticism, how to be an ascetic. And he said, uh, you know, fast for 40 days. Uh, pray five hours a day. Do 100 prostrations. He said, no, no, no. He said, don't judge anybody and be thankful. That's ascetical, to don't judge, not to judge. What's that mean? It means we have concerns. We see things in the world and in other people that we need to be concerned about. So what should we do? Pray for them. We should pray for them. Pray for the world. We get angry at it. We, we, we kind of grow in this kind of uh, uh, disgust. And it brings this... this, this, this uh, discomfort in our soul. No, we should pray. We see a problem. Yes, we see the problem. We judge the problem, but we don't, it turn, in, we don't turn it into kind of uh, an anger. What well, we look at it and we say, Lord, be merciful. 
to that person or to that circumstance. And we pray, St. Silouan, the beautiful icon of St. Silouan, every time he saw something, he wept. He wept for it. He cried about it. Lord, be merciful to that person, to that circumstance. We can do this. We can do these things. Also, the Holy Spirit comes in reception to people being of one accord, together. We act together, and God comes to us, and they act together as we act together in unity. And the importance of this, I think, is that we, we, we speak with one mouth and one heart to God. You know, we live in a community of people with different ideas and different understandings of things, but our effort is to maintain that bond of love with one another, to stay together in love and speak from that love to God. We come together in love, loving one another, coming together so that that word that goes to God, our prayer that goes to God is, is received. One accord, to be in one accord. So the Holy Spirit is an aid in that for us. We hear that the Spirit descends with power from on high and descends as a mighty wind. And we hear and understand that that Spirit was given to us at Holy Chrismation as an assurance of the presence of God in us. You know, we need to have the assurance that God is with us. God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. We can, our mind can wander, our thoughts can wander away from that reality, but you were sealed in the Holy Spirit. That's why it's beautiful to come to a baptism and hear, sealed, sealed, sealed. What's that mean? It means you were sealed. It means it was locked in. The Spirit of God is in you, powerfully. Have assurance of that. I remember when we were on the journey to Orthodoxy, um, we were wondering what, the, um, what chrismation was. And Father, Father Hopko described it in one way. He said, it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the mystical power of the ancient church. That's what you're getting. The power of 2,000 years of church, of church uh, experience. You walk into it, it becomes yours. Beautiful for us. So be assured of this. And it comes with tongues of fire. A fire to burn away our vices and a, a fire to comfort us with the virtues. A fire to burn away the pride and to comfort you with humility fire to burn away the anger and comfort you with love. A fire to burn away the greed and comfort you with generosity. A fire to burn away the lusts of the flesh and comfort you with chastity and temperance. A fire to burn away envy and to give you a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude. Beautiful for us. This is what the Spirit does for us. Says too, the Spirit guides us into all truth. Truth does not move around. Truth is found in God, 
Christ is the truth. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit working together, inseparable, bring this truth to us in Christ, in the, in the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the church, historically, conciliarly, and it bears good fruit, beloved. When we follow the truth, live in the truth, we work miracles. We, our sins are admitted. We draw near to the God. We draw near to God. We have a foretaste of the resurrection, and we receive the medicine of immortality in the body and blood of Christ. So important to us. But this one thing I want to share with you because it always is a great encouragement to me. It's from Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Your weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know when you're struggling, you know who groans in the Holy Trinity, you know who groans for you? The Holy Spirit groans for you. When you're fighting something, when you're dealing with something difficult, you know who groans for you? The Holy Spirit. It's like, come on, come on, come on. You're going to be okay. These, I don't know, how, how does the Holy Spirit groan? Way beyond what I could describe. But this, this, this sense of loving you so much that the Spirit groans for your doing better. When you do poorly, the Spirit starts to groan for you. This is a powerful thing, an understanding. I don't know what to pray. You know who knows what to pray? The Holy Spirit. He gives you the prayers. I want to encourage you for this. This has been a great uh, help for me personally. The sense that when I'm struggling, the Holy Spirit groans for me, prays for me. This is a very important piece of our understanding of this life of God with us. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, the Spirit, a great helper, a comforter. Spirit of truth in all places and fills all things, fills us all the time. Beloved today, may we be blessed by the Spirit's presence in us. May we follow that lead in us. May we understand that the blessing of that Spirit is given to us to live in the truth and to be blessed by the truth and to bless others with that truth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.